This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. In today's episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, we're getting down to the nitty gritty of how you record your podcast. What is it you actually need in order to get started? And I want to direct you here to my free resource, which is my podcast launch checklist, which gives you a comprehensive guide right in front of you tick by tick, you can cross off exactly what you need to know. And included in that, on day two, you will get an email from me giving all of my latest and up-to-date podcast recommendations, podcast microphone recommendations, I should say, which will give you an idea about budget, an idea about the complexity of the scenario you might want for your microphone. But today we're diving into how to record your podcast. There will be a later episode in this podcasting for business series that is about selecting the right microphone for you. But today it is about how you actually get that audio into iTunes. How do you actually record it in the first place to put it in that podcast hosting directory? So if you do want to find out about that podcast launch checklist, I need to give you the link. And it is at annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash podcast checklist. Okay. There are so many different ways that you could record your podcast, and I want to run through a few different scenarios and setups. The first piece of advice I want to give you is do not try to record your podcast directly onto your phone or directly using the microphone built into your computer. It is not going to cut it. The rate at which the podcast industry is developing, it really won't be too long, not too far around the corner, that we see places like iTunes and Spotify start to have really high standards around the audio. So you want to make sure that what you start off with is good enough. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm not a big believer that you need tens of thousands of pounds worth of equipment to get started, but it does need to be good enough. So do not use your mic on your laptop and do not use the iPhone directly on its own. So, okay, one recording setup, which is fairly standard for a lot of podcasters, is to have their computer or their PC or their Mac, whatever it is you have, whether it's a laptop or a heftier piece of equipment. You want to have then what's known as a plug-in microphone, a USB mic, which you just put straight into the computer. And from that, you would then be able to record directly into some software. So it might be if you were doing interviews or solo episodes that you wanted to record just using Zoom, which right now I'm sure anyone who's been in lockdown will be familiar with Zoom. Or you could use Skype with a plugin called Pamela. But on the whole, most people tend to use Zoom for interviews. If you're recording solo, like I am right now, you might want to then have a piece of editing software on your computer that you recorded directly into. I'm not going to do a deep dive on what these are today, but I'll briefly mention that Audacity is free and it's available on a PC and a Mac. And there are many others such as Twisted Wave Lite, which is one of my favourites. There's also 
things like Pro Tools, which you might have heard about, or Adobe Audition. I don't want you to get hung up on which software because actually it doesn't really matter. That's the big secret about audio editing. It doesn't really matter. It just needs to be one that you can use, that you find easy to use and easy to understand and easy to navigate. So that's one setup then. You would have a microphone, a USB microphone, plugged in directly to your computer. Then you're going to need in front of your microphone what's termed a pop shield or a pop filter. Some microphones do have these built into them, but they don't come as standard. And that pop shield prevents all sorts of pockets of air hitting the microphone, which could distort your audio and become a very uncomfortable listening experience for your listeners and also distorts your audio and is very hard to fix in the edit. And this comes when you release pockets of air from your P's and your B's, anything that's known as a plosive. The other thing that a pop shield or even a wind foam cover for your microphone is good for is preventing spittle going into the microphone. I know it is a little bit gross, but when you are using words and phrases that have some level of sibilance, so that would be your S's or your F's, you are releasing a little bit of spit every time you speak. And that goes, not only can it distort the audio, but it can go into the microphone and actually damage is maybe too long a word. But by using a pop shield or a wind foam cover, you are just giving that extra protection to your microphone for longer term use. And if you're investing in a good microphone, you want it to last and sound as good as possible. Obviously, a wind foam cover was originally designed that if you were outside recording, it's protecting against the wind. So you're minimising all sorts of issues that you might be having in your recording setup. So another option then is that you can record your podcast onto your phone. But as I've said before, I would not recommend that you did this directly using the phone microphone. You would want to be looking at getting a clip-on microphone such as a Lavalier mic, the one that I tend to use, particularly if I'm doing a Facebook Live that I want to repurpose into a podcast. I use the iRig Lav mic, which again is going to be in my recommendations. Another great microphone to check out if you're interested in getting a clip-on mic is the Rode SmartLav. And all you do is you literally put it into the socket on your phone, you clip it onto you, make sure your hair, your jewellery, any accessories are out of the way and you are ready to go. Once you've recorded that onto your phone using an app, you would then still need to bring that audio into an editing app say, or an editing piece of software. Some you can edit on your phone. Some are quite simple and one that I like for that is Twisted Wave, which you've heard me mention before. Or you would want to be able to send it to yourself so that you can then edit it on your Mac or your PC. Another option is to have what's known as a handheld recorder. Now, the most popular ones out there right now are the Zoom HN Pros or the Zoom HCN4 Pros. I know it's a little bit complicated. And what these are are handheld devices that have a lot of battery power. So you could record up to eight or even 10 hours of recording podcast or interviews. It's very portable and they tend to have their own inbuilt microphones that are reasonably good quality. 
But they also allow you to, if you want to, plug in much fancier mics known as XLR microphones. So I've talked a little bit already about having a USB mic that you plug straight into your computer. Now I'm talking about if you wanted an upgrade from that and you had an XLR mic. So the handheld device would allow you to have effectively an audio interface which can boost and improve the quality of the audio that you are creating. But those handheld devices are great if you are traveling, you're going to a conference, you're going to be speaking on stage. You could even clip your clip-on microphone that I mentioned before into that device directly. So if you were doing a talk on stage, you wouldn't have to worry about your phone pinging, which is a downside to using your phone to record any longer audio. You wouldn't have to worry about interruptions. You wouldn't have to worry about your battery power. For me, one of the downsides to using a handheld Zoom recorder like that is that you are recording onto an SD card. So then you have to be thinking about, well, how do I get the SD card? How do I get that onto the computer? How do I then upload it so that I can edit it? Which is slightly, slightly longer process in the whole system. But handheld devices are brilliant, particularly if you know you want to start off podcasting with what feels like the proper kit. So it does depend on where you sit with having the budget, the interest in the technology, and where you want to sit in terms of that quality level of audio scale. The other thing then that I've mentioned here is about the difference between a USB mic and an XLR. So an XLR microphone is considered a professional standard. And years ago, audio engineers were very, very snobby about USB microphones because at the time it was believed that they couldn't replicate anywhere near the level of sound. Now I'll let you into a secret. Some of those engineers and producers couldn't actually tell the difference when I submitted work using my USB microphone over my XLR microphone. So keep that under your hat, but it really isn't as big a deal as some podcast producers and audio engineers would have you believe if you have a good quality USB microphone. That being said, if you have a real high-end XLR microphone and you're using an excellent quality audio interface, then it can really change the quality of the sound. But I'm not going any deeper into that today. I'm going to save that for when I really geek out in the episode about choosing the best podcast microphone for you. So you've got to think, what's my budget? What is the scenario that I'm going to be recording in? How much am I likely to be traveling? How much am I likely to be wanting to record podcasts on the go or repurposing Facebook Lives or other live video that I'm doing? How much am I going to need to be moving while I'm recording? So if you were doing a podcast episode where you're doing an activity, for example, Maybe you're wanting to do a podcast about creating food or interviewing sportsmen and there's going to be some level of activity. How mobile do you need to be? Where do you want to sit in terms of positioning with regards to that audio sound? So it's believed that within five minutes of your podcast episode, if somebody thinks that the quality of the audio is poor, 46% of people will switch off. So whilst I talk about being good enough, I don't want you to be one of those shoddy quality podcast producers that's going to switch your audience off before they get started. The final thing I want to mention here is about the area that you set up in, the area that you are 
recording your podcast in because in many ways this is one of the most important things to getting a good quality sound. You could have the best mic in the world but if you were recording in your bathroom or next to the tumble dryer that isn't going to cut it. So you do want to make sure that you're not really near some windows, you're not really surrounded by lots of hard surfaces, things like towels, blankets, duvets, acoustic panelling and also the surround shields that you can get that are effectively a curved acoustic panel that sit all around your microphone can improve the quality, but it is not the same as being soundproof. So there's a big difference between having a completely soundproof booth and improving the audio quality by using acoustic panels in that way. But today isn't all about that. So to recap then, you have in terms of how to record your podcast, you need a microphone, you need a pop shield, Depending on the type of microphone you go for, you're going to need either a tabletop stand that would support that microphone, or you would need a boom arm or a swivel mount arm, as they're also known, that goes sort of in front of you and above you that you clamp onto a table. You would need to have a pop shield. You would need to have the device you're recording onto, so your computer or your audio interface or your phone. You need to have a wind foam cover on your mic if you're going to be outside. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is almost it. I'm a big believer that you do need to have great headphones. I tend to record all my podcasts using professional quality headphones, which are closed back headphones, because it allows me to really hear the audio as I'm recording it. And it gives me an indication of what's going on with my mouth noise, what's happening in the audio itself. Sometimes there's little pops down the line in the signal. Sometimes I can hear what's going on in my household or a couple of streets away if there's a rubbish truck or something like that, that I wouldn't hear if I didn't have headphones on. If you're not yet ready to invest in some good quality professional headphones, then as a bare minimum, use some Apple earbuds, but not, repeat not, the Bluetooth ones because that can interrupt the signal. You want the ones that you actually can plug into your computer or into your phone with the cable. I know it's a little bit old school these days, but you don't want anything in your line, in your recording setup, that could produce some interference. So there we go. We've got your microphone, we've got the device you're recording into, we've got a pop shield, we've got your headphones, you are good to go, except for the software. I'm going to go and do a deeper dive into the different types of software and what you want to look out for in a much later episode in this podcasting for business series. So look out for that one. But if you would love to get hold of that podcast checklist together with my advice on the different microphones you could have for whatever your budget is, then pop over to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash podcast checklist. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.